millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Cult Popshire podcast. My name is Richard and today I'm going to be speaking to a very special guest, Mr. Kevin McLeod. Now, if you've ever looked for royalty-free music, you've probably come across this guy's work. If you've ever watched a video on YouTube, you've probably heard this guy's work. And if you're sitting there thinking, you don't know me, I haven't heard his work, well, I've got news for you because the music on this podcast was composed by Kevin. What he does is amazing. He's composed thousands of pieces of music and they're all free for anyone to use all you need to do is credit him which we have done in the description for this episode before anyone tries to point that out myself as well as many other young filmmakers owe this man an immense debt of gratitude so let's just jump right in thank you so much kevin for um doing this interview with us and uh just in your own words uh what would you say you're kind of most known for i i'm probably most I'm most known for being the soundtrack of YouTube. Yeah, and every single student film or, and like little short film that's been produced in in a very very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm the guy that everyone goes to to get music for their things that need music. Yeah, because so you've done this amazing thing where you've composed how many pieces of music have you composed it's in the thousands wow yeah so like thousands of pieces of music and then just put them online for anyone to use and all you need to do is give the proper uh, credit to you oh that'd be wonderful (laughs) i mean if it happened all the time that'd be great yeah (laughs) yeah i mean obviously you you can't have complete control over that no but but that's basically your mo really is that oh. um, it's this free music um, on online, and all you have to do is credit. And obviously, it can't always do. It. So it's through Creative Commons. Commons, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, my main site is uh, Creative Commons uh, by attribution license, and mm-hmm. then uh, my, my new site is uh, public domain license, cre- uh, Creative Commons Zero. So okay. if you need even more rights for some reason. And there are some reasons why people need even more rights than Creative Commons. Uh, you can get music over on freepd.com. Oh, and so that's for if people can't attribute you kind of thing? Well, if they can't attribute me or um, a lot of the times I ran into a problem where people were making software that made right. movies. So they're not licensing a piece of music. They need to license a piece of music to license it to 10,000 other people. Right. And right now... You can you can either commission works and own the copyright on it, but you cannot license music like that anywhere else that I found. Right. So okay, so that that's something that you've kind of yeah. spearheaded, right? Or like oh, the well. game modding community where they're they don't own the rights to the uh, to the original game, but they need to put you need to clear the rights to distribute it to you know yeah 
Right, right. All the well, thousands. Yeah, I mean, like of the thousands, I mean, you've got 2,863 credits on IMDb, <laughs> which, which is a fraction of the amount of like projects that your music has been used oh, in. Oh, God, yeah. Like yeah, this is these are just the ones that, that made, made it to IMDb. IMDb. Yeah, that must be unparalleled. I was like trying to find out if there is like a who's the most credited person on IMDb, but surely it has to be you. I I think I win that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how did this all start for you? What what was the kind of decision to have this kind of business model? Um. Well, uh, I've got like five origin stories. I'll pick one. Um, <laughs> so, well, it didn't start out as a business. It started out as me putting my music online. Because if you make music, that's great. But if nobody hears it, what's the point? Hmm. So, I mean, I had my personal website and I just started putting my music on there. And then people found it and they're like, hey, can I use this? And I'm like, <laughs> Sure. And, um, you know, after about the 10th person, I went to go like, all right. (laughs) Yes, I should declare to the world that everybody can use this stuff for whatever they want to. Right. So it originally started as just wanting to be heard more kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, I mean, and a reference place to put my stuff. Yeah. Like when you meet people, I mean, you don't want to bring CDs. <laughs> yeah, I think we even had CDs back then, but yeah, yeah. So when when was this that you sort of started having this? Oh, like uh, two thousand. Oh yeah, turn of the millennium oh. kind of thing. Oh God, I'm old. <laughs> um, but so, so when you sort of started to get into the what the model that it's become now were you yeah, worried yeah. at all about like the sustainability of it well if you don't expect anything there's very little to worry about hmm. sustainability wise it's like yeah it'll do what it does if people like it that's great and if they don't that's fine yeah you know not so, not pouring marketing dollars into it i'm not taking out ads or yeah it's like yeah. this is a resource if you like it you can have it if you don't like it, that's fine too. It's like it's like sriracha, Sriracha. sriracha. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but they don't they don't advertise. Yeah, no. they, they don't buy shelf space on supermarkets. If you want it, you get it. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. and like you're talking of like the word of mouth is that like I um when I mention to people like oh the name Kevin McLeod. Anyone who knows that name just by saying it is like, oh my gosh, this guy saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's there's this like niche community of people that know that name. Yeah, it, like, do you come across that? Like, do you get recognized by presumably by your name more than anything? Yeah, um, I, I, r- rarely in normal life. Like once I've had like a, like a food delivery guy uh, recognize me. <laughs> And that was that was kind of cool, kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, normally I have to go to an event where people, yeah. for people to know, it's like, oh yes, that this guy, is, <laughs> this is that guy. <laughs> so um, I'd love to know about like what's your um, your sort of musical background? Where did you train, and what sort of training do you get to compose these kind of pieces? Oh, uh, oh, wow. Very different questions. Uh, so my musical background is uh, I was a 
okay musician, uh, you know, coming up through high school. Um, I, I did work, you know, professionally playing in cover bands and stuff through high school and college. And I went to college for music education because I wasn't I wasn't good enough to do music performance because those people are, those those guys have skills, <laughs> but I didn't really. I mean, there's composition class there, but nothing like what I do. Yeah. Like everything I learned there was, you know, how, how to do counterpoint and motets and you know basic orchestration maybe. And then of course I dropped out of school to uh, get a job in technology and program computers for a while, and then I came back after making a website and threw a bunch of stuff on. There's no, there's no specific uh, training that I had to do like the soundtrack stuff. Mm. One day some guy asked me if I wanted to score his film, and I said, sure. <laughs> so then I, I went on to Amazon and I bought a bunch of books on how to score films, and I learned real quick. And yeah, I did, a, I did a test movie or a couple of test movies and just... It's just learn by doing. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, because I guess for someone that like doesn't know too much about music or and especially like film composition, is that like it must be there's must be like a learning curve to uh, being able to really know the mood and equate that, and especially like the fact that you're watching these films without any soundtrack, and then right. you're having yeah. to add that. So yeah, what is it like? to to learn i mean like are there like cheat codes in the sense that you're like oh the, these are what you use for a this kind of scene you know oh my god yes it, no ev- I, I cheat everything all the time <laughs> every day uh you know if, if you've got a villain they're they're doing song on the low strings if you've got somebody quirking there's a double reed instrument there you know mm. quirking <laughs> yeah because I guess it's like those things that, like, I can hear a piece of music and be like, that's happy or that's sad. But to be able to manufacture that from the other side is, like, incredible to me. It's it's completely foreign. All right. Well, uh, you want a happy piece of music? Uh, grab a ukulele and a glockenspiel. All right. Done. Next. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, so you sometimes will compose for an existing piece and then often you're just kind of throwing something out into the ether and people can grab onto that yeah so what's the sort of um ratio of of what you end up doing kind of thing uh it it changes at various times sometimes i'm like you know three movies deep and Mm. the things that i release are just going to be like rejected cues from the movies oh yeah so i wrote them for something but they don't have a home yet yeah Right, okay. um, but yeah, no, the the ratio changes all the time. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And so, do you, do you have a preference of is is it more fun to be able to work with something or to be completely free? Oh, love working with something. Yeah, yeah. that having having that scaffolding and having a goal of we need to take this thing and make it better. Yeah. You know, we, it's like, I already have a great scene here. I just need to make it more effective for whoever the audience is. Yeah. Cause I mean, anyone who's done any kind of like filmmaking or, or knows much about film can tell you that like the soundtrack does elevate the film. So when you are writing the, um, just the kind of pieces that get put out there on the creative commons, is it just like yeah. you wake up one morning and you're like, 
oh, I'm feeling really good today, and you just sit down and write a happy piece? Or how? What's that process like? Oh man, that'd be <laughs> so useful if I could do that. <laughs> no, the the process is usually I go on to like eight or ten different um, commercial websites and check to see what's selling there. What are people looking for? Hmm. Um, and doing that. The other thing I look for is what are thing what are things that are missing. Yeah, like you know, you know, I'll get um, I'll, I'll get emails of people who is like, I need some, you know, mid twentieth century Italian folk music, and I can't find it anywhere. I'm <laughs> like, well, well, somebody wants some. Yeah, maybe other people want some. Right. So a lot of it is. Uh, suggestions that that come in and my like people just literally ask for stuff. Yeah, well, that's cool. So, like, do you can is that like commission work or is that just kind of like you're just taking suggestions from the audience? Commission work is always better than suggestions. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that that involves money, which is better than yeah, than not money. Yeah, but yeah. so um, because you've got this huge back catalog now. Do you ever like hear a piece of music and forget that you wrote it? Oh yeah. No, all the time. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's, that's quite good. And then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like people will send me things. It's like, it's like, what's the name of this piece? And I'm like, did I write that? <laughs> kind of. It does sound like me. Oh no, no, I never would have gone to a flat third. No, that's not mine. You know, I can like, there's some things I know I don't do, but right. But getting getting an, an absolute positive on a track that I've written, it's not always easy. Yeah, because I mean, like with with such a ma- massive back catalog, you can't be expected to keep track of all of them. Oh yeah, and everyone expects me to know the titles of these. It's like there's thousands of them. I don't, and it's like I wrote it in one day. I I, I don't know. I crowdsourced the title. I don't even know. I put it up. I'm done with it. I haven't heard it since i wrote it eight years ago and you want me to know the title i no clue <laughs> so do you do you often like crowdsource the titles be like what does this sound like to you <laughs> uh yeah i've done that on occasion yeah if i'm if i'm on twitch or something like that <laughs> that's awesome yeah because there's so many pieces of music that just like suit it well because there's there's a film competition in new zealand called um 48 hours and it's basically mm. you get given a bunch of elements and you have 48 hours to create a film and <clears throat> almost maybe like 20 percent of these films or less will compose their own scores and the other 80 percent have your name in the credits yeah i am big <laughs> i am big in that scene mm. there's like um but there's a few that you once you know them or once you've used them yourself you'd listen out for them like every yeah. time there's anything like a little bit noir you hear hard-boiled in the background which is just like a did i do that one yeah it's like a okay like um it's just kind of a baseline with a little bit of it's very very subtle and it works quite well for just um um below and yeah i mean there's also actually the the theme song for our podcast is um one of yours oh okay great (laughs) yeah properly credited i am iconic in another niche (laughs) yeah it's like there's there's like hundreds of people over the world that owe so much to you and wouldn't even realize it if you asked them. Yeah. But so do you like hear music in quite? You must hear it in quite strange places. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 My music, music's everywhere. Yeah. Like what are, are there some real strange places you've heard it before? 
Oh, oh, like like places that use my music. Yeah. Um, weirdest one that I ran across, I think, was a bus station in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Like just as as their kind of like elevator music. It was uh, I I think it was on like a like a the background of like a video announcement screen. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't like it was. It's like huh. I mean I've heard it in like political ads. I it's some days. I I play like the Kevin McLeod lottery, which is yeah. like how long can I go through my life not looking for my music. <laughs> but before I hear my music, yeah, and some days it's like eight thirty a.m. It's like, damn it! <laughs> like, how did how did I run across that? And like, YouTube doesn't count anymore. I because <laughs> like, no, nah, it does. It it makes the game completely worthless. Yeah, yeah, that's the free space in your bingo. Card. Exactly. <laughs> so, can you walk us through a little bit about what the process is like? Um, from inception of like someone seeing someone needs like um, the Italian folk music, yeah, to when it gets released on the internet. Oh yeah, well they're they're all they're always subtly different, but yeah, I just use a you know I got my Mac here and it's got I run Logic Pro on it, um, program in all the MIDI stuff, uh, you know, spend. It takes me about an hour a minute to do a completed piece of work. Okay, that's that's interesting. So four minute, four minute, four minute piece is going to be about four hours of work. Yeah, uh, and then um, it used to be that I would just release them immediately, but it seems that there are technological problems with that, and that right. if I don't get it like registered with iTunes first. Mm-hmm. then somebody else will download it and try to sell my music as their music. Right. And so I now have to collect like an album's worth of stuff before I release it. But yeah, I used to release, I think like a couple a week, but oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I've dropped down considerably. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And so Lam, you said about it's all MIDI, so you record it all digitally kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not all of it is MIDI. I mean, I still have instruments around that i record yeah so. i was gonna say i can see those in the background how many instruments do you play uh how many instruments are there because <laughs> uh, what there's like wind instruments percussion string head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the award-winning movie poor things starring emma stone mark ruffalo and willem dafoe Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. That's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I play all three. Oh, well. Oh, keyboard, keyboarded. All four. I play all four instruments. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't play That's any of them very well, but you don't have to play them really well. Yeah. Um, because like often if I'm doing like a very complicated thing, you know, and let's say it's at 120 beats per minute, I'll just slow it down to 80 beats per minute. And if I can't play it at that <laughs> speed, slow it down to 60 and then play it and then speed it back up. 
And thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I can even do that with live instruments now. And the effects, the results are really quite good. Yeah. So how, um, you mentioned about like, so you get like an album's worth of work. So this is like a every single day, wake up, start writing or start recording. And then kind of thing is like, so what's a normal day for you kind of like? Or a normal week? <laughs> um... Uh, I don't know. Right, right now, I, I I sort of jump from obsession to obsession. Mm. Um, so like right now, I'm obsessed with a game called Beat Saber, which <laughs> is a VR game. It's like uh, Dance Dance Revolution, but with lightsabers. I got Sweet. this game. It is amazing. <laughs> but I wasn't really. It's like I didn't really like the original soundtrack for it. So like, all right. I'll just write my own soundtrack for this game. So <laughs> that's what I've been getting up every morning and doing this week so far. So is I've been oh, writing music for a video game <laughs> <laughs> that nobody commissioned me for, but I just love this game. Do you give yourself like off weeks and stuff like that when because I mean, surely you'd like you you know, you you don't want to get burnt out. I was uh yeah, I was famous for being the guy that never never took a vacation. Yeah. Like ever. Just never did. And uh that worked out okay for about fifteen years. And, and uh now now I'm on vacation more often than not. Oh well you've you've earned it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no one's gonna be no one's gonna be forcing you to like get back to work. Yeah. There's this thousands of tracks out it's there. like yeah because sure the, the world doesn't need want. any more music when i started <laughs> there was no one and nothing and it was very hard to find music and now there's so many subscription services that are available and uh thousands hundreds of thousands of tracks yeah no totally i mean yeah it's like a um spoil well, spoil of I've forgotten the expression, but you know, like when you're spoiled by riches, yeah, you've got so much, and yeah, and it is like a better time now than ever to be like a budding young filmmaker because of assets like this and and like yours. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and there's way more filmmakers now than there ever were. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, it used to be. Oh, just get out there and grab a video camera and. You yeah. can, you too can win an Oscar. It's like, well, everyone's doing that now. So <laughs> yeah, but there, I mean, there was a time when media was scarce and it was very hard to make films. Yeah. And, uh, and now we're, we're butting up against, there's a limited amount of attention in the world. <laughs> there are so many films now. How many, how many hours or days get uploaded to YouTube every minute? Do you have like uh, composers or other musicians that you look up to and really took uh, inspiration from? I believe that I shouldn't answer that because of legal problems. <laughs> <laughs> when people start um, looking for similarities. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's been this uh, weird lawsuit with a song called Blurred Lines. Are you familiar with this? Oh, yeah. From yeah. Uh, Robin Thicke? Um, yeah, Robin Thicke. Yeah. And uh Somehow they're on. The, they've been on the wrong side. They they lost in court, went to appeals, and lost again. I hope this goes to court again. Uh, I'm sorry for getting off the track here, but uh, no, no, awesome. I th- I think it is currently dangerous 
for composers to say who they were influenced by for they could be sued. Yeah. Just like right. that. Well, okay, how about this then? If someone was looking to get into film composition, yeah. are there certain um like you know the the greats that should be studied? Oh, like well, it depends on what kind of film scoring you're doing, doesn't it? <laughs> no, yeah, very true. <laughs> you know, uh, if you study Prokofiev, you're going to be a, quite a different film scorer than if you study Jay-Z. Um, <laughs> and so, so. they're both relevant. Yeah. So I guess, like, it's about finding your own style then, yeah? It's about, well, yeah. I, I would hope you have a style. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, why are people going to hire you? <laughs> yeah. I guess if you want to be really successful, you just get good at doing happy, and then you're done. Yeah. There, <laughs> there is a never-ending need for happy music in the world, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's such because I feel like happy is the one that it's so much more like when you when you need like happy music, it's the one that you listen to like 30 tracks and none of them are just quite right <laughs> is that is that too many shades of happy is that the problem in the world yeah oh, that's yeah i remember it when it was first. cholera <laughs> yeah people are just too happy nowadays yeah. and it's it's yeah it's becoming an issue yeah so like what other advice would you have for someone that wants to get into composition uh learn marketing um no, that's. I mean, that's it. If you want to get into anything, actually anything in the world, you want to do well at it, marketing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. You know the the day the days are past where it's like you'll you'll go in and like win a composition contest and it's like oh now somebody's gonna hire you for no no they are not <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna get an agent out of the deal you're not gonna get. Uh, you know, grants to do this. No, it's all, everything is marketing. Everything, everything is marketing. And is that sort of sad? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's realistic because it's the same thing. Like even just like going out and getting a degree in anything isn't enough. It's oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean. You have to be able to sell yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even, there's a few things where you actually need a degree. Like what? Yeah. Medicine and lawyering um but other than that I, I don't even see why like nobody i know was hired because of their degree or nobody yeah. was hired even because of their pedigree it's like oh you know i went to the juilliard school it's like oh the juilliard school that's a fantastic music <laughs> school it's like that's not why you get hired um yeah. now while you're at school you can make contacts and that is marketing yeah but yeah, hundred percent. Who you know? Not because not because of the school you went to, because there are plenty of terrible people who have went to amazing schools, and you don't get a job that way. You get a job based on yeah. what you've done, and not what you say yeah. you can do. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I guess like um, like what you've done with the um with scoring that game as well. Like, is it is it a helpful exercise to kind of to take like an existing thing, strip the music off, and put your own on? I mean, it's a thing that I do. Uh, yeah. so I must find it useful. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I guess like, um, you'd be able to experiment with like 
putting music that you wouldn't think would fit and just seeing how it kind of sits. Yeah, that's um, that. That's a thing that um, what what are the, what do those people do? The, the the people who put music in films that they do that, yeah. uh, and they <laughs> and they do, and that's sometimes I've seen my music used in very surprising and counterintuitive ways. I'm like, wow, good on you, music person. I would not yeah. have picked this for that mood, but it like there's something about it sets it off. Yeah, do you ever see like um, you hear your music be used and be like, "Wow, that's the most perfect use of that that I can think of." Absolutely, yeah. Like, it's, it's the surprising ones that are are really exciting to me, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you ever um, like you've attempted to like retire a piece of music because like, nah, this person used it the best. <laughs> no one else needs to try. No, um, <laughs> I don't, and. It's it's weird because like I'll have like a piece of music that somebody will say it's like oh yeah man I love that piece of music but I can't use it because this famous podcast uses it and like it's just mm. become so synonymous with them and then I'll talk to somebody yeah. else and they'll be like oh I love that piece of music but I can't use it because this knitting YouTube channel uses it and it's become so synonymous with this <laughs> YouTube knitting channel well and. But it, like they're com- it's the same piece of music, and has mm. become like iconic in these like weird verticals. Yeah, yeah, like the the Venn diagram of the two fan bases doesn't quite. No, no yeah, there's a gap between <laughs> them circles. Yeah, like, but on the flip side of that, do you ever have um, pieces of music where you're like, ah, oh, I wish they hadn't used mine. Um. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever had to? Like, remo- like, because obviously the the sort of the the um getting credited as your yeah um how you get get known. But have you ever like wanted to remove that credit? Be like, don't you associate know me with this. You know what? I never have, yeah. and and because like I have never watched like a film. Like, like say I go and watch a terrible film. Yeah. I never blame the composer. It's like, like, no, they weren't the one who screwed this film up. (laughs) I mean, it's a really cool position to be in because it's like, I I mean, I'm in, let's just say, I don't know, millions of conspiracy theory videos. And (laughs) like, I don't agree with any of them, but I'm the composer. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't have any editorial content. Even for the ones where they hire me, it's like, yeah, I'll do your documentary. I think, think you're crazy, <laughs> but I'll make it sound good. Yeah, I guess if anything, a lot of those videos get like, uh, I don't agree with what you say, but boy, that soundtrack. <laughs> what a- <laughs> you almost never get that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your amazing music in this horrible film we were, we had, we were forced to watch in school. It's like, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, but like, I mean, I don't know how much of it you necessarily would have seen, but like your your music must get used in like adult entertainment as well. Y- yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't need to. I say have it never much come accidentally across. come across my music in adult entertainment. <laughs> yeah, have you been like people have pointed it out to you, kind of thing? Um, well, I know that uh, because the adult entertainment people. Uh, pay pay pretty well actually. <laughs> oh, I guess because they're the ones that want, that wouldn't be crediting you, so they're um, 
yeah. like having to pay for the licensing. Eh? Yeah, that that they do. And they cross their I's and dot their T's or however people write letters these days. I'm not sure. <laughs> however they write it. Uh, in yeah, yeah. No, they're, <laughs> they're really good at that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the adult entertainment industry. Oh, well, big ups for them. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever, like, do you have any tracks of yours that you're surprised how popular they've become? The, like the ones that you hear everywhere and you're like, oh, that one? Um, the the one that I'm most surprised at is called Ice Flow. Yeah. Um, it didn't really seem like much to me, but holy man, do people love that piece. <laughs> and then, are there any that you like were really proud of that you just like have not heard anywhere? Oh yeah, uh, m- most of them actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have favorites and and least favorites? I yeah, I have things that I like more than others and there are things that I'm like I I will sometimes go through and go, "Oh, I wrote that. That's pretty good." <laughs> uh yeah, like- yeah, now there's yeah, of course I spend more time on the more time you spend on something, the more likely I am to like it, but also the more likely it is to be good. But that is not always the case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they say about like I wonder if this is true of music as well, but they say like with uh films that it's like they're never completed, they're abandoned. Is that the same for music as well? Is there is there a very definitive like this is complete, I can put it out there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There there are a lot of like I I have composer friends who are not good at knowing when to stop. And yeah. These and and now you have a composition which should have taken you three days and it's going on four years, <laughs> you know, because you like you take it off and you dust it off every four months and then you change A to B and then four months later you change B to A again and there's there's so much second guessing and um, it's just music, man. It's just music. Yeah, and I guess like with your kind of like model as well, there is the like. You, you you obviously there's like a certain um quality like standard that you expect from yourself but at the same time like no one's going to be complaining that their free music isn't good enough oh yeah when you set the bar low enough you can easily hop over it that's true <laughs> yeah so um i guess we can kind of wrap up now that's kind of all i wanted to know, to know. was there anything else you wanted to add i'm good yeah i'm good um well yeah thank you so much for this it's such like an interesting world that i personally know nothing about film <laughs> um, all right and um yeah and just for like such an interesting person and well, like thank this, you so much yeah no it, like it, uh, not only myself but like so many people out there owe you like this immense debt of gratitude just for all the work you've done and the way you've um made it accessible to the masses is like phenomenal and un equaled thanks thank you (laughs) thank you thank you i i don't know if i wanted to add something uh probably uh copyright is bad don't play with it it's no good nobody nobody needs it yeah yeah oh that's a whole nother thing (laughs) and so um obviously um you mentioned uh the websites earlier on but um just Whereabouts can people find your music if they're interested to have a listen or, or use it for All right. Themselves? If you want to find my music, go to a random video on YouTube and hit play. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> but I kid. Oh, all right. But like, yeah, in, uh, yeah. Uh, just Google for graph paper. I should be the number one, uh, the number one result, and then uh, you'll find a whole bunch of music in there. And so, where does the um, I was going to ask as well? Where does the name Incompetech come from? Oh, it's it like sounds like incompetent. The, the fusion of incompetence and technology. Mm. I I have been just I, I love the concept of incompetence um, yeah. because almost everyone is incompetent at almost everything. Mm. Uh, that's the way the world works, and I've just had this. I don't know for. Obviously, I started the site in 1998 or something like that. Yeah. So I've had, uh, I have a long time love affair with the concept of incompetence. And now, when you marry that with technology, things just go so much faster. <laughs> yeah, speeds up the process. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks again for everything you've done. And please keep doing what you're doing. You've got so many fans that don't even know it. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the kind words. So thanks again to Kevin for his time and everything else he has done. For those wondering, the expression I was thinking of was embarrassment of riches. If you enjoyed this, why not subscribe to the Cult Pop Show podcast on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Or you can email us at cultpopshowmedia at gmail.com. Or better yet, do it all. And then you'll see everything that we do all the time. So anyway, catch us next Monday for another episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening.